You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to part two of my series. We are live right now at the Becoming Superwoman event. I have my amazing, beautiful, beautiful mentor and friend, (laughs) mentor beautiful, (laughs) mentor and friend, Victoria Radford with me. We're doing part two of the Q&A for today. We're going to talk about everything mindset and we're going to do a whole Q&A and get everybody really crystal clear on what they want, how they're going to get there and all that jazz. I've had such an incredible day, Mimi. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've had such an amazing day too. Have you guys had a good time today yet? Yeah? Okay, good. I'm so happy. Okay, so do we have any questions about failure, rejection, you know, figuring out what you want to do in your life, like anything motivational and stuff? Perfect. Start with you. Okay, I'm just going to repeat the question. Um, a lovely lady asked, have you ever had a moment where you're like, shit, what do I do? And how do you kind of regain your strength after a fuck up or after kind of a mental slump? Would you like to start? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's my entire 20s. Uh, every month I didn't know how I was going to pay rent. I've never actually had a job, like a normal job. I've always been an entrepreneur. And it's funny because when people are like, that's so cool that you're an entrepreneur. It was more that I wasn't willing to like work nine to five. I just like, it felt like I couldn't physically handle it. And so I just one of those people that was born to be that way. So how did I get out of it? I started understanding a little bit more about the way the world works. I started not thinking so much about uh, like number money, more about like really having faith in the fact that I will get all of the things that I need to get if I just really work hard. But there were so many moments in my 20s where I didn't know, like every time I signed a lease, I was like, okay, here we go. Hopefully I'll be able to make rent. (laughs) Really winning at adulthood. But I made it through. There was never a month that I didn't make it through. Yeah. For me, a lot of my self-development goes back to self-care and doing what I know I need to do to get back to me and get back to that that superwoman me. So I've actually faced a lot of failures you guys don't even know about this past year. I have my hands in a ton of different buckets with my different businesses and you know, working really hard towards a lot of things. And I've failed a lot on certain projects that you guys haven't even been able to find out about because they've been failures. And it's really shitty. And you just need to realize, this is this one thing you need to realize when you fail, is that now you are one step closer to getting what you want. Because nobody gets what they want if they haven't failed in the process. Nobody gets what they want on the first try. It doesn't work. So what you need to see your failure as or your down point as is great. I'm now one step closer to where I need to be. You just got to keep hustling. You got to keep that 
positive mentality because if you don't then like that's why there are successful people happy people because success is not just money it's everything right it's it's happiness relationships you know all that stuff and yes money if that's what you want right so there there's a, such a small percentage of people on this planet that have those things that all life success and there's so many people that don't what's the differentiating factor here i think personally is that these people gave up because they thought their failures were their identity so you need to just understand you're going to fail but just keep going don't take it to heart be like okay next next same thing with a breakup guys i've never gone through a breakup that is my first boyfriend and last hopefully <laughs> <laughs> and um but i've had a lot of friends that have gone through breakups and it's absolutely heartbreaking and i tell them the exact same thing every single time babe you're now one step closer to who you're actually meant to be with congratulations so you have to just see it in a different way things are things it's what 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 meaning you give things is actually what they are to you so give it a different meaning it's like great i'm now one step closer mm-hmm. next yeah i love oh, that <laughs> no i love what you said about uh, the difference between someone who gives up and the and yeah. someone who doesn't it's basically when you say like where there's a will there's a way the person that gave up just didn't have the will to be able to figure out what to do yeah that's the only difference it's not education it's not money it's no. only that one person decided not to give up and yeah. figure it out yeah and you're gonna fail mm-hmm. all right next yes Okay, where to start if you don't know what to do? Do you want to start with that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. <laughs> what like passion? So it's writing down, and depending if if you're a visual person, write it down. If you're more of like a clip, like out, like some people like to do like pictures, but write down and start bringing together all of your things that you are most passionate about and just start doing them do them for free figure out other people who do them message them on instagram say hey i have an interest in whatever dog walking uh do you mind if i come have a coffee with you or come help you walk some dogs one day like it's like just figuring out your passion and then moving forward taking yeah. action yeah that's the same thing honestly i'm going to totally agree with you when i was in my tiny residence room in university when i was in uni for a year that was like the biggest growth i've ever gone through in my life and i decided to buy a journal and i told myself i'm not going to leave this room i'm not going to stop writing until i figure out what i fucking want to do so guess what i wrote out what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what are the opportunities that i have like what are my like what am i already lucky um having like what kind of connections do i have like write out your strengths weaknesses so if you don't know what you want to do start with writing what you don't want to do what do you not want to do you don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer you're not good with numbers or you know write out what you don't want and then it also just gives you more clarity on what you do want write out your strengths write out what you love to do 
and find a job within that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And if you don't know exactly just yet, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But you need to try a ton of different things and you need to just experience the world because this more that you just sit there and wait for it to come to you, like it's never going to, you need to go out and do and decide what you don't like, like decide what you don't want to do. Yeah, fail big, yeah. fail fast. God, I remember yeah. when I was like 15, I worked at a clothing store um, part-time like when I was in high school and I was like I'm gonna have my own clothing store and I'm gonna be like the next Zara and all this stuff and like after working at that clothing store for a few years I was like no I'm not like you just need to experience things you think you know what you want but until you go out and actually like experience it you're not gonna know yeah just like Kylie Jenner says this year I just want to like experience things remember she said that I'm like yes girl <laughs> I don't know what it was <laughs> just experience things anyone else Yes. Acting as if. That's a good question. That's a great That's question. That's a really good question. Okay, the question is, how do you, you, I was talking about acting as if earlier, how do you deal with that from a financial point of view? Obviously, you're not going to go buy that designer bag or whatnot if you, you don't have the money. Shouldn't. Definitely don't. <laughs> so I'm gonna recommend everyone here to check out Manifestation Babe. So she has been on the podcast episode 101. You need to listen to it. It was like fucking insane. It was the best. She is all about manifesting and people always ask her all the time like how do I manifest money if I don't have money? Like how do I act as if because she talks about acting as if a lot if I don't have money and it's not about having the physical things, it's about acting in that way, right? So she explains it really, really well. So I would say obviously don't be stupid, but act as if the kind of person that earns a lot of money so you do that work, right? And just also like, you don't need to dish out. Like, I don't even go for dinners really. Like I, I don't really, you don't need, that doesn't mean that you're rich. If you're going out for dinners all the time, buying that expensive stuff, it's honestly an attitude Mm -hmm. So I would say have your attitude as like an abundance attitude and somebody that's wealthy, financially wealthy, they network, they meet people, they tell people what they're doing, they're entrepreneurial. Like it's about an attitude more I would say. So obviously do not, like I'm, I'm really an adamant, like I'm a saver now, like I used to be really bad with money but this past year I've been like I need to save because it's really important to be financially secure and I don't really buy a lot of stuff anymore. So. You know, you don't, and I feel, I still feel abundant. So you don't need to mm -hmm. buy a ton to feel abundant. It's like a mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like earlier on when I was talking about how like technically currency doesn't have any value, understanding that gives you some power. And also a second part of that, if you spend less than you have, you will always feel like you have enough. Yeah. It's only when you spend more than you have that you feel like, <gasps> like, you're like, oh God, <sighs> like try to suck the straw dry and there's nothing left. Yeah, yeah totally. hundred percent. Anyone else? Yes. question is how do you stop caring what other people think of you major 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 yeah can like, i yeah, yeah go, go ahead no you go, no you go first you go first okay so do you remember um all of the girls in high school that didn't like you uh when you were in high school because i don't yeah so it's like that 
is like people five years from now you're not going to remember that lunch that you went to that you felt like and actually it's funny because like being in London Toronto I live in a very uh, affluent area of Toronto but being in London is crazy like I'm walking down the street and people are like head to toe in designer like almost like it's like this like patchwork of like the new everything from the runway so definitely that can make you feel like oh I don't have enough but in the long run like knowing the bigger picture when actually when I was younger and I because I love clothes I used to tell myself when I'd see it I'd be like oh I love this I want it and then I tell myself it's a flash in the pan and that's that same idea like a flash in the pan just like when you were in high school and someone didn't like you and it felt like for me it felt like the world was ending but it was just a flash in the pan yeah can I touch on that yeah honestly the more I told you guys like I used to be really insecure and care so much what people thought of me it was like a huge thing for me the way that I overcame that is by doing more and more work on myself Mm. I swear to God the more I became comfortable with myself and who I am deep down as a person the more that I actually stopped giving a shit what other people thought about me I used to always like try to conform to the specific you know like it doesn't you're just never gonna feel fulfilled if you if you don't express the true you if that's like the genuine true you if you want to wear something crazy and funky fuck yeah do it you know like you might be scouted by this like fashion person that wants like work with you or something you know you like why do people want to be like each other be you like be unique you just have to own it but my tip is just to do a lot of work on yourself and think why do I care like do I actually really value this person's opinion because I'm going to tell you something right now if this person that's judging you is really making you feel shitty about yourself like why do you even want them in your life Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing ever right like you need to think bigger picture oh like my friend is like talking down to me because she doesn't like my new like red pants it's like why the like there's something going on in her life you know what I mean it's never about you it's always about other people and this is huge and this is the best way to stop caring what other people think of you because if they're gonna judge you it just says a lot about their character and who they are and the struggles that they're going through themselves like nobody that is happy and confident in their self is going to depict what you look like and be like, oh, you're like this. It's like, no, they're only doing that to like make them feel better about themselves. So I don't value, like I get hate comments sometimes and I'm actually just like, huh, cute. Like, you know, I feel sorry for that person. I used to really, really take them to heart and get really upset about them, especially when I started Made in Chelsea because they really portrayed me in this completely different light and I was getting so many hate comments and I was crying all the time, it was awful. And I was so naive and young when I, when I was in that point in my life. So what I realized over the years, like, I just have grown a thicker and thicker skin. And the biggest thing, you just have to remind yourself, what people say about you says more about them than it says about you. It's huge. It's massive. So when you actually ingrain that and make that a belief in your mind, you're going to stop caring people think about you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Anyone else? Yes. Okay, the question is, self-development is huge at the moment. You know, it's a a massive industry. It's really big, and that's amazing. I think it's amazing that it's trending. How do you differentiate yourself if you want to be in that field? How do you, how can you see which ones are doing it just for money? And which ones are doing it to actually help people? Honestly, I think it's just a gut feeling. That's just me. 
I can tell when someone's trying to scam me. I can tell like when if people don't look at you right in your eyes when they speak to you, like they're probably just like, you know, I think there's certain things that you can pick up on. You just need to be in tune with your gut feeling. And also, you know, like look at their, I'm a big testimonial person. Like look at the people that have like taken their courses or like done their work or like, you know, ingest their like content. Like what do those people say about it? Is it like, oh wait, that's actually changed my life. Or is it like, eh, this guy's kind of sleazy or this girl's kind of sleazy. So I'd say gut feeling. I also don't think that everybody, like one person can really help one person and then they might not even help your best friend. Like there's something for everyone and really like seeing what is for you and what can help you is a really good way to look at it. Also, everyone should watch the documentary Happy. It's on Netflix and it talks a lot more about like neurologically what makes us happy. So it's not about like self-development like spiritualist it's like actual neurological what what is happiness so it's it's i love that documentary amazing anyone else oh my god okay you've been having your hand up for a while yes Focus on one. Yeah. Okay, question is, if you are interested in many different things, should you just focus on everything or concentrate really on one thing? Would you like to start? Well, I, I think that it depends. Definitely, the more successful people are more focused, but how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, when you're 23, I think it's good personally to try more than one thing. Yeah. You're not going to make it big, but you're not going to make it big right now anyway. So doing all the things and understanding that every year you're going to need to narrow your focus in order to ultimately be very successful, but really play the long game. This isn't an overnight. There's no such thing as an overnight success. So try all the things, live your life. And then you'll get there. But I also kind of mean in the sense as well that, like, for instance, you have started off with your name, but you also have your skin. Oh. And, like, for instance, Okay, I'm going to tell you. So yeah. I have my hands in, like, 20 different buckets right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm growing at this insane rate more than I ever have at the moment. And that's because I'm doing so many different things at once. I'm working on a new TV show. I have my events. I'm starting an e-commerce website. I have my online magazine. I've just hired two people. Like, there's so much that I'm doing at the moment. And it's really fueling me. I'm exhausted, but I'm really feeling it. And I have, it's forced me to organize my time better and actually take Mm. myself as a business person, entrepreneur, fucking seriously. So I say go for it, honestly. And you want to go through these years of like intense, like hustling because it builds your character. Like I love who I've become because I'm like learning so much about myself and what I want to do every minute of the day. And yeah, I say go for it. Put your, like, just do it. And if you see something working more than the other, focus on that a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. How do you overcome procrastination? I, I'm not going to lie. I procrastinate sometimes. You know, I'm human. I, I love watching YouTube videos that are fucking weird and random. Like, Dr. Phil. Like, I honestly, like, I procrastinate on YouTube. I don't know what it is, but I love watching, like, what I eat at days. And then, like, this weird, like, 
strange addiction thing. Like, it's weird. So I procrastinate, but I believe, and this is going to sound like repetitive, but if I have a strong routine in the morning that I actually write out and bracket out, like, every section of the day and what I'm going to accomplish, I don't feel like I procrastinate as much, right? Like, I actually have certain times that I need to do things. And the other thing, put your phone on airplane mode and throw it in the other room. Our phones were addicted to technology, guys. It's a blessing and a curse. I love technology, but I fucking hate it. It really affects our mental health. We need to get off our phones. Like, we have to. No mindlessly scrolling. It's going to affect our mental health so much. Guys, I swear to God, if you wake up in the morning, instantly check your phone, check Instagram, check your messages, like, it actually does something to your brain, and it's really, you're not going to live up to your potential that day, and I've noticed that so much. So get your technology away. Just, like, have a moment of discipline here and just be like, listen, I just want to finish this. I'll do it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then reward yourself. Say, then I can you know, go listen to my favorite podcast and go on a, on a walk or run. And, and also we dread it so much. Like we dread doing things so much, but in reality, it's not actually that dreadful. You know, we always just make things up to be so big in our heads and it's like, Oh, like, okay. Cleaning my room. We're doing the dishes. Like it's not that bad, you know? Mm, totally. What about you? I think there are two different kinds of procrastination. Uh, one is the type that you actually need the feeling of urgency in order to complete the task. There's a funny TED Talk on it. Go TED Talk procrastination and you'll laugh. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And then the second type of procrastination is the type where you're actually scared to, to complete the task. When I'm scared to complete the, a task, it means that the task is too big. So what I do is I break the task down into steps. And it's funny, too, because people are like, wow, Vic, your business is doing really well. And I always say to them back one day at a time because I didn't build this business. I took my life one day at a time. I broke tasks up into steps and I did one step at a time. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Totally. Uh, she asked if I have any resources because I'm a very spiritual person and I talk a lot about how most of my career was came from a gut feeling. And so Eva with an I, hands down, I would not be where I am today if it weren't for Eva with an I. I actually can't meditate. I have like what you call ADDDDDD. <laughs> and so, and it's funny because my mom like will like levitate, meditate every day for an hour. And I'm like, I'll start meditating and be like, whoa, I'll look squirrel. <laughs> like I can't. So one of the things I do is I go onto her page and it's not good to be on your technology. I also have a book where I write down yeah, what you her do stuff. is okay. Whatever feels right to yeah. you is okay. So however you can take that first step and maybe a year from now you'll be able to, maybe I will one day be able to levitate, but right now <laughs> I just read her um, activations. She calls them activations. On Instagram. She has like quotes. Yeah. Her entire Instagram is yeah. basically like she's, she's yeah. like a life coach essentially. Yeah. Like her yeah. whole Instagram is like motivational. Coach. Like she's very spiritual. Yeah. So all of her captions are really long, her Insta lives and stuff. Like you guys should definitely check it out. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love books. 
to my surprise, to be honest with you, I was really bad in school. And then once I started getting out of school and I started kind of finding these books that were really inspirational to me, um, so Zero to One was one that I talked about. Um, if you're into like business, my favorite business book in the world is called Good to Great. Um, but it's it's a little bit more of a chew. Like the 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 earlier stuff that I that I read that got me into books um, were kind of like step by step. I really like books that are kind of like here are the three steps to whatever. And I was like, oh cool, I'll I'll give that a read. I'll, or if you listen to podcasts, they'll they'll often say like, oh you got to read this book or that book. So I'll write them down. Honestly, the success principles. You guys need to read. I haven't it. read that one, but that's no. one I hear a lot in podcasts. No, that's the game-changing yeah. book in my life. I read yeah. it when I was in university. My mom gave it to me, and it yeah. was like the catalyst for my life. Like it was huge. The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements that's is big. One the I se- read if you want spirituality, the secret, yeah. spirituality, the basic book is the secret. You need to read it. It's like you'll learn everything in there. So, but yeah, like just normal, incredible, uplifting books. The Success Principles. <laughs> by Jack Canfield game changer I need to get it for you it's okay. literally like it. and it's so clear and concise 67 principles to get from where you are to where you want to be it's so good I love him so much seriously he's like the guy that like he's this old <laughs> you know white haired man on the cover and it's like such a personal growth book but like I love it it's amazing that's awesome anyone else yes Ooh, podcast. Um, Manifestation Babes podcast, the girl I was just talking about before. I really like her podcast. I listen to, like, health podcasts a lot. I listen to a ton of, like, doctor podcasts. Like, that's kind of my interest. I like to read – like, I like my personal development books to be reading them physically because I like to write notes and stuff. But, yeah, I definitely do listen to a lot of podcasts as well. Um, Let me actually – while you talk yeah. about yours, I'll go on my thing. Mine are all entrepreneurial. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love The Brand is Female. Uh, that's a female-driven podcast. Um, and uh, the girl that does the podcast actually uh, does the marketing for my company. She's my marketing consultant, so I think she's brilliant. Um, and then I also love Tim Ferriss. So I've read a lot of his books, and I like the way that he – I like his style. Um my fiance is obsessed with Gary V. Oh, I love Gary V. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing, like, people either love him or hate him, and I think that that's actually a little bit of his magic. Yeah, exactly. Because he's so in your face. Like, I wake up in the morning, and Matt's, like, blasting Gary V. in the living room, and, like, I can't listen to it, but I hear what he's saying, and it's a lot about, basically, he's, like... He's no BS. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, fail, fail fast, fire, fire fast. Like, you know, he's, like, really intense. He is intense. And he says, like, like grind, like, your entire 20s, don't leave the house. It's intense, but it's motivational. You know, you don't need to do all that. And like we said, there's something for everyone. So, you know, like, listen to these things, do one or two, be like, this one's for me, this one is not. Yeah. So I'll tell you two more. The Melissa Ambrosini show, she's actually come on the podcast before. She's Australian. She's really sweet. Very motivational. A lot about, like, spirituality, but also, um, you know, how to live the life of your dreams or this and that. And then I also listened to the Lewis Howes podcast, and he is one of actually the biggest podcasts in the world in the whole self-development space. It's called The School of Greatness. That's his podcast name. And he interviews really, really, really cool people. So he's great. So, yeah. Anyone else? 
Yes. Yeah, self-love routine. Do you want to start? I Mine is all about, like, my skin. Um, it's interesting because when I was younger, I actually was obsessed with my body. Uh, I've always been, like, categorically. And I love now that it's not, like, body, body positivity, I think, is so important um, for our children. My, my mom, for when I have children, I don't have any. Uh, my mom was a model of big model and so when I was younger I was I would say categorically like chubby and it really bothered me and I had all pictures all over my room of supermodels with the words how badly do you want it like and I'm talking I was like 12 and when I was like seven my dad would just like try and get me not to eat dessert and I actually think that that's the reason I was bigger because I felt like very um not powerful i felt like the world was kind of like against me wasn't worthy and it actually wasn't until i stopped thinking about it and didn't focus on it Mm. and just ate what intuitively literally happened exact same to me yeah but i have a lot less focus on it like it's just not really it's actually not really a part of like i love being healthy um and i love feeling good but I don't really think about it at all, and that's what works for me, whereas some people need to, like, focus on it in order for it to feel good for them. Uh, so my self-love is all with, like, skin. So taking care of my skin, I do a lot of, like, mini facials at home um, and, like, hair masks and, like, body. I love dry brushes. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't have dry brushes, it's so good for you, so detoxifying. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. For me, it's definitely doing what I know I need. Like, again, I'm literally like a broken record. Morning routine. If I had a long day. Yeah, it's all about consistency. Long day, have a nice bath, jazz music. I don't know what it does to me, but it really chills me out. Oh my God, you're so cute. Jazz music. (laughs) Chilled jazz or chill jazz on Spotify. Ben knows it was like the playlist of our first (laughs) year of our relationship. Literally, it just calms me down after a long day. Jazz. It's like really calming for me. Um, Other than that, yeah, you know, listen, if you can afford it, massages are great. I think massages are really healthy as well. And there's something really primal about somebody like help, like just like yeah. touching your body in like a very healing way. It's it's quite, it's like nice. It's like when you have a back rub when you're a kid and your mom is like putting you to sleep. Like it's really comforting and amazing. Mm-hmm. So massages are incredible. And I definitely, it helps. It's really good for you. It's healthy and it's the best form of self-love that I do to myself. Well, yeah. I, I got for myself, yes. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Do you have specific advice for, like, glowy skin? Glowy skin. Other products or, like, routines this is on you, babe. Exfoliate every day. More than people will tell you to exfoliate. But don't use anything with, like, harsh mechanical, like, no, what is that old St. Ives yeah, scrub? Yeah, with like, scrub. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not the, that's not good. More, like, enzyme-based or, like, sometimes I'll even do, like, glycolic pads. Yeah. Um, but anything in the exfoliation realm will keep your skin glowing really nicely. Yeah, on my body. 
Yeah. So, there is a dry brush you can get for your face. Uh, it depends on the person. I wouldn't actually recommend that for you specifically. Uh, and I also wouldn't recommend it for mm. you specifically. So if you have questions, ask someone uh, who you trust. Um, because not everything works for everyone. But her exfoliator, like, you have it there? Yeah, it's there. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. I use it every day. And I don't know if you heard on the podcast, but I have, like... KP, like Kerast Polaris. Keratosis Polaris, which is, I thought it was rosacea for the longest time, but this girl told me it isn't. It's essentially like chicken skin. Um, I gotta show you, I'm a sharer. But like, it's literally healed so much. I faked hand on so you can't really see. But it's like, just like little, little, little bumps. red bumps. Little it's bumps. very common. It's very common. And I have a lot of them and I've had them for ages. And literally when I first saw you, you were like, okay, we can get rid of these in 12 months. And I'm like, I've tried everything. And I've been putting the exfoliator on my face as a mask in the morning. I put it on right before my morning routine. I keep it on my entire morning routine. So I go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. yeah. put the exfoliator on as a mask, put it on my arms, do my morning routine, 40 minutes later, go in the shower, wash it all off. Game changer. My yep. skin's never been so smooth. Even if you have the little bumps on your cheeks, so smooth. The arms, like, it's they're going away so quickly, and it's incredible. So, yeah, definitely her products, like, this or girl just any any exfoliate. Yes, you can definitely use my products. And too, no, they're but, cheap for us, guys. More, because more exfoliate, in pounds, yeah. they're like nothing. Yeah. Like because this is Canadian dollars. Yeah, I think it's like twenty four pounds. And they, it lasts for, for ages, like two months. Yeah. All right. Yes, we actually have a, a special today uh, for everyone that's here. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, you can type in uh, Mimi10 and you'll get uh, 10% off of your order. And uh, we have, we just because of Mimi, and I actually am in London quite a bit. Uh, I just did a pop up uh, for the last two days at the London edition. Um, but I will be back. I'll come quarterly and you'll be able to get a facial treatment with me. But you can also, uh, when you spend a certain amount, which is not a lot in Canadian dollars, I believe it's like 120, which is like 60 pounds. Yeah. Uh, we do free shipping to London, which uh, I had to really work my business partner for because it's expensive to ship to London. But soon we'll have a location here and yeah. it'll be great. I'm getting her set up at one of my favorite salons in London yeah. so that you guys, we can stock her stuff here. Yeah. But it's really, really great. And if you need to meet that um, price point, I would suggest just using everything that I use of yours. So the face masks, if you have like an event or something. Which they're in your bags. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're um, I think the eye masks are yeah, in the eye masks. Yeah. There, but yeah. she has a full face mask. Mm-hmm. I would throw a few to the, a few of those in. The face moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I it's all I use. I don't know if you guys like ever have moisturizer and serums and stuff on and then you put makeup on and it gets all like rolly and it like you know what I mean? Like you little like I hate the rollies. Yeah. It's uh, the rollies come from silicone. Yeah. Okay, so that's not good in products, right? I mean, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't want to say it's not good. Yeah. Like, you know, find whatever works for you, but I'm not a fan of silicones or glycerines. So what I do is I use her face cream after I, like, shower and everything, and it's really thick and, and hydrating. I use her brightening eye cream. So, like, the must-have products, in my opinion, for, from Radford are the exfoliator, the face cream. It's called face. Eye cream, and then the mask. Called eye. Called eye, <laughs> and then the masks called mask. <laughs> We like to keep things simple. Yes. All right. Questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, and we'll go to you after. So, 
how to have a morning routine if you have a nine to five. Easy. I start my day at like eight. So I, you know, I, what I do is pretty much everyone here can do. Morning routine, I personally like spending 45 minutes on it because that's just, I like to have a slow, chilled morning. Wake up an hour earlier than you usually do. It doesn't matter if you have a nine to five. It doesn't matter if you have a, you know, 10 to six. Just wake up an hour earlier than you usually do and don't check your phone, have it on airplane mode and do your writing. And if you have coffee, go make your coffee, make it like a beautiful meditative experience. Meditate, do the meditation in your goodie bags. Like just have like a little routine you do for you and have your little face mask on in the morning. It's so like we're pampering ourselves, yeah. you know, and then have a shower and then start your day. And it's like crazy because you guys need to think about it this way. Your mornings set the tone for your days. Seems small. Okay. But think about it. Your days set the tone for your weeks. Your weeks set the tone for your months. Your months set the tone for your years and your years create your life. So your morning routine, how you start your day, is actually huge in the big picture, you know? Yeah, that was the whole point of the 5 a.m. club. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea was that this dude decided that if everyone woke up like way earlier than you normally do, you'd have all these hours to do all of the things that you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But don't make it so intense. Like if you yeah, really, it doesn't need to be like right now I'm not waking up at five. I did it for a phase and I was really productive and I was really on it. But now, like I just said, things change. It's summer, it gets dark really later and when I'm usually in bed at nine, like I value my eight hours. So if I'm in bed at nine, it's still light out. I can't really sleep. I'm kind of more energized. Like my circadian rhythm is a bit, you know, different. So I'm going to wake up a little bit later and that's okay. But the most important part is just to wake up a little bit earlier, an mm -hmm. hour, 45 minutes before you usually do and give yourself me time. It's the purest form of self-love that you can do. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Oh, yeah. Anything else we recommend Lots. for keratosis pilaris? Uh, it's actually, it, so it takes a long time. This is when, when I met Mimi. I was like, we totally can fix this. It's surprisingly easy to fix. It just takes a long time to fix it. So a lot of people give up. They're like, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. So what it is is like minor little tiny infections caught underneath uh, the skin. And it's caught because the skin's kind of going over it. So dry brushes, essential, like you dry brush every single day. Dry brush with other things. I don't do that. Yeah, no, but so there are I lots of different things. On. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Dry brush won't take away your fake tan. You do that on your really? Yeah. yeah. It depends. Come, can I, I need to, you wearing a hat so I can't see you very well. I'll, I'll tell you if you can. Um, but dry brushes generally, the body ones are pretty harsh. Like you get a face one, but let me come look at me after. Um, so uh, dry brushes. Uh, using a needle roller, a dermal roller, microscopic little needles. I mean, I love that for everyone. Honestly, it's one of my secrets too because what ends up happening, 99% .9 of the products we use just sit on the top of our skin because they can't access the lower levels. So using a, a dermal roller physically makes microscopic little channels that when you put the product on top, it actually physically goes underneath that horny layer. So it gives your skin like a really layer. nice glow. I know. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> and you're not going to forget that. So. Yeah. All right, guys. One more question, then we're going to be done. Yes. 
Mm. Oh, that's a, we're Good. ending with a bang. This is a great ending question. What are some other non-negotiables that we have? Obviously, the morning routine. I you want to start first because I need to have a little thing. Oh my god, I have so many. Okay, list them out. Bash okay. Them out. So my non-negotiables are uh, I never eat or drink anything I don't want to. So if I'm mm. holding something and I take a bite of it and I'm like, mm, I will never finish it. I will like put it down. Same with drinking it. If someone's like, here, want a cocktail? And I sip and it's too sweet. I don't need to be weird about it. I just like, like be like, oh, it's nice. And like, just yeah. forget it. Uh, relationships. That's a big one for me. I, any, my time is so small that anyone that comes into my life that I spend time with, they actually need to make my life better. For a long time, I felt like, oh, I want to help people. I want to help people. So I spent a lot of time with people that needed help. And I felt like actually my nickname from my friends was um, Mama Bird. And, and like we'd do a thing where I'd like put my arm out and all my friends would like jump underneath and be like, it's our mama. And that really wasn't, um, they're still my friends and I love them, but that wasn't really like, I was, my intentions weren't really clear. Like I needed to actually do things that would also serve me. Uh, and so the same with my boyfriend, I would meet all of these guys uh, that like, it just something didn't feel right. I was like nailing business, but for some reason I'd meet these guys. I'd be like, you're nice and all, but like, you're not actually giving me anything. And then 10 months ago, I met a guy that in five months after we met, he proposed and like I, and I'm 39 and I just keep on telling my friends, I'm like, wait, wait until it feels right. If you have any questions Trust me when I tell you, like, I can't tell you with every fiber of my soul and heart. I know that he's like my person and it's so obvious. I don't need to talk myself into anything. So a little segue there, but. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Non-negotiable. coming to the wedding. I am. Ben and I are going. Ben and I are going to Portugal next month. Oh my God. It's the I middle know. of July. No, I can't even. <laughs> oh my God. My birthday is next week. Yay. Um, okay, my non-negotiable is obviously the morning routine. Other than that, 90% of the time I eat healthy. It makes me, like, my mind-body connection is really elevated. Like, I really, really feel different when I eat different food. And I've always been that way. And it affects my mental health so much. So another non-negotiable is 90% of the time I eat pure good foods that nourish me that make me feel amazing and you know I I try to practice self-love every day the obviously the morning routines morning the affirmations like throughout the day if I'm feeling like crap I really try to do that and some other non-negotiables yeah the relationship thing is huge any relationship friendships you know romantic partner family if somebody at this point I'm so strong in this like if somebody doesn't make me fucking feel good I make a fit. I'm like, why are you here? Like, why are you in my life? Like, I, I'm not interested, you know? Like, just because I defend myself and back myself so much and I'm so me that I'm like, why are you trying to change me, you know? I had a fight with my cousin last week because she was annoyed that I did something that was, like, I'm very talkative and a lot sometimes at party. And I'm like, oh, you know, at parties and I'm always, like, you know, wanting to whatever anyway so she was like you're a lot sometimes I'm like yeah bitch because I am a lot like you know let me be a lot like what like and I actually called her out on it whereas in the past I'd be like oh 
You know, like I don't really care because I'm me. And if I'm not hurting others and I'm a positive person, then there's literally nothing, like there's nothing wrong with that. So own you, have standards in your relationships. That's a main non-negotiable for me, standards. You know, like I don't settle. That's my standard. That's my non-negotiable. I don't settle in my life. Mm-hmm. And that in, that's in every area, you know? And because of that, I have incredible deep relationships with my friends. I don't have a lot of friends, guys. I have a handful of friends that I fucking love. I'm not like a, you know, it's weird. Like I'm very social, but I'm also, I don't have a big group of friends. I don't really want one. Like I have my people and that's it, you know? So it's my standards with that. Like I have really, really good people in my life. I have an incredible boyfriend that I literally am just so in love with. And he has met, I, this is why I waited for so long to have a boyfriend because I needed someone like him. So, um, yeah, basically, awkward Ben. I know, sorry. Um, but I have a standard with that. I have a standard. Hi, that's Ben. <laughs> I have amazing relationships with, like, my parents and stuff. Like, that's my standard. I want that. And then recently, the past few months, it's like I have a standard with my body. I now want to feel a certain way. And that's it. And that's my standard. So, yeah, standards. Ladies, I have loved having all of you. It's honestly, I'm just going to say bye to the podcast. Bye, podcast.